Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Nacy, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Ryan Finley, sports editor of the Union Tribune. I'm in Arizona. Hey, Ryan, you're about to be here in Phoenix uh, as well because we're covering the heck out of the 21st game of the year. Uh, Fernando Tatis Day. Tatister is what I call it. It's a Happy Tatister. Happy Tatister. He is returned. He's returned indeed. Uh, hey, Ryan. <laughs> the, stone, the stone rolled away from in front of the Padres uh, clubhouse. Anyway. Yeah, that's as close as, I, that's as, close as I'm going to get. Uh, but I will say this. Lowercase s, the savior is back. All right? Um, right? I mean, this is – look, as a beat writer, mm-hmm. I am – I am always erring on the side of I cover an entire team, right? I got to let you know what's happening with this guy and that guy and this guy. It's not just about the stars. Well, number one for this team, it has become about the stars. Mm -hmm. And on this day, it is about Fernando Tatis Jr. The biggest star of them all. Um, You know, I think there there may be players better than Fernando Tatis Jr. on this team. And you indicated as much in, in today's Padres Daily, which is fantastic. If durability uh, is a an important ability, then yes. Yeah, then yes. There may be players better. I'm not sure that there are players um, more dynamic, players who fans are drawn to. I mean, Kevin, you, you and I have been to spring training games, and he walks in the room, and it's the Beatles, you know? Yeah. And it's not old guys like us screaming. It's kids, right? I mean, there's – People are people are drawn to Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Now he hasn't played a baseball game in almost two full seasons. There's bound to be some rust. He's not going to all of a sudden turn around a, a lineup that's not hitting. But my goodness, he's going to help. And you know, to me, what was so surprising the last couple of days is how open a lot of his teammates have been about how much he is needed and what a help he's going to be. This isn't me and you saying this. These are you know, this is Manny Machado and Juan Soto saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Xander Bogarts uh, was sort of waxing poetic, right? Like he right. has never played with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Heck, Fernando Tatis Jr. coming up made Xander think that his, uh, you know, not, not dream, but but he had thought, hey, San Diego might be a good place to play one day. He thought, nope, that's not going to happen. They got that kid there. He was uh, talking about how, oh, yeah, he's, he can get on. He can steal second. Then he can uh, steal third, do some swim move, get in there. Everybody gets excited. It's going to be great to watch from, you know, the dugout all. And, it, yes, they're, 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 Xander's one of 12 play, uh, new teammates for uh, for Tatis, by the way. Um, you know, there are 12 guys on this roster who have never, never played, played with a real wow. game because it's been uh, a full season and um, a month, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, 564 calendar days since Tatis played uh, in a major league game. Uh, yeah, look, they've all been very supportive. Uh, let's understand that, that a, a part of this is like making sure that Tatis knows uh, that he's that he's welcome. Uh, but they've all seen it or heard about it. Many of them have seen that. And it was here in this ballpark, by the way, the Padres on what was it? Was it the 14th of August 2021 got no hit uh, by a kid making his, I think his first start. It wasn't his first appearance. Uh, the Padres hit like 15 balls at 100 miles an hour plus exit velocity, but got no hit. And the next day Tatis comes back and I believe he was four for five, two doubles, two home runs. This is the kind of thing that Tatis does. Sure. Absolutely. You're right, man. You know, you talk about, well, here's the question. How much of this is them wanting to get their teammate back? 
And how much of this is them looking at what he's been able to do in the last two weeks? I mean, his rehab numbers are, I mean, they're not even video game numbers. Those are great video game numbers, right? I mean, this is what he was able to do in El Paso, crushing home runs on a nightly basis. I mean, is it that? Is it that they want him back in the clubhouse? Is that they want to stop talking about him not being there? Hey, there's what, a little bit of it. I like how, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's sure. the motive? What's the motivation there? Why? What do you think these guys are the most excited about? Having him back in the lineup and helping them as a team and helping them individually. It's going to look. Um, for one thing, it could change the way that people pitch to other batters. It moves Trent Grisham. You know, Trent Grisham as a 225 hitter. Uh, in the in the eight or nine spot, fine. and he's and he's uh, going to belt uh, fifteen to twenty home runs. That is fine, and that's the kind of lineup that you thought you had, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that that that's one aspect of it. And yes, like everyone knows, it's AAA, but because of those numbers, the eighteen hundred OPS, it confirmed in everybody's minds that he is who he was, right? right? Like that's what Tatis would have done as a 19-year-old in AAA, right. right? Because that's what he did everywhere. And right. so, oh, okay, he's still capable of doing that. Now, we need to see what he does in the major leagues, but we have every reason to believe that this is the Tatis that we've always known. Well, and I think that you see fans get excited. One of the reasons why people are so jacked about today, Tatister, is – I think that there's a segment of the fan base that probably goes, okay, this is him without whatever was in his system the day he tested positive, right? Is that there's some thought that whatever made him great is, st- is still there, you know, that, that he's, I mean, and again, he's, he's insanely young, Kevin. I mean, he's, you know, we, just cause we've been talking about him for six years. Doesn't mean he's not, he's what, 24? Yeah, it's, I mean, he's 24 years old, but I think that one of the things that, that excites some fans is that whatever sort of magic he had in him has not been done away by this failed drug test. Yes, I think that a lot of fans were going to forgive him anyway if they wore right. brown, right? Right? Like the ones that uh, – and I think it will be a lot of them tonight. I think mm-hmm. that Padres fans take over Chase Field uh, most games in the past few years, and I think tonight – I would imagine. I doubt that the Valley has caught Diamondbacks fever. I'm excited to see the Diamondbacks after tonight. I'll only be watching Tatis tonight. No, um, but but I'm excited to see him. But I doubt that there's this. Uh, I haven't noticed any. You know that I haven't noticed any Diamondbacks jerseys. I've seen. I've been here for uh, not very long, and I've uh, I've seen half a dozen people in Padres uh, gear. So and guess and guess who plays at seven o'clock tonight. The Suns in the playoffs. The Suns. I love it when there's a Suns game here or a concert. This place. Oh no, 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 no. I think they're in L.A. I think. Oh, they're in L.A. Got you. Okay. That's how <laughs> but, much I pay attention to the but NBA. Phoenix sports. Phoenix sports fans. And I know a little bit about Phoenix sports fans. Um, I, I think Phoenix sports fans will be at home watching the Suns. Would be my okay. guess. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did see a couple of people in the whole Rally the Valley uh, shirt. So yeah, what I'm saying is this, this probably be a good Padres crowd. Uh, right. That's not to say that there won't be some people there to boo him, but I, I think Padres fans were going to accept him anyway. But I think that's a really good point that you make, that, hey, if he's still the guy, then that makes it even easier for us to just sort of push that aside, whatever it was he right. or wasn't doing. Whatever it was. Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Kevin, who do you think stands to benefit the most in the lineup from Tatis returning? Juan Soto. Um, okay. You know, he likes to hit third. Though, 
He also said he likes to hit second. Who knows what the heck's going on? Because the reality is he is kind of, if not asked to not hit second right now, he just feels better hitting third. He likes to see the pitcher a little bit more. Uh, I think he'll hit second now. That allows Bob Melvin to split up his right lefts. And and also, who cares? Second, third? I mean, who cares? Uh, Today's game, uh, I think that it's him. But I think it's everybody. Like I said, um, there's something about confidence. There's uh, something about situations in games. If and 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 if you're up or if Tatis is on base, uh, these things make a difference. There have been a number of times when it was, and it reminded me of years uh, past. I'm talking 18, 19. When a guy came up who you just, oh, it doesn't really matter that they've got got runners at second and third. Right. This inning's over. Right. Well, that shouldn't be the case with this lineup, right? It should right. be more like there have been a couple games this year where two out runs because it's Manny Machado at the plate, man. And and he's on one of his heaters, right? Because mm-hmm. that's one thing we know. Once Manny gets on a heater, they last for three weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Uh, so I think it's everybody. Sure, sure. Well, and, and the pitching staff. I mean, let, let's go that way too. Uh, it, it's easier to win games when you're scoring more than one run, right? You would think. Yeah, yeah. You and would playing, think. And playing yes, in a, was band a brilliant box. bit of baseball, but those are rare. <laughs> I might not see another one of those this year, right? right. Like, yeah. like one to zero, fantastic defense. Um, uh, the pitcher got into a jam once uh, right. and got out of it. Uh, they made one run stand. I uh, I that was some real good baseball, except the uh, the the Braves base running at one point. Manny made him pay for it. Um, I, I mean, I, I love a good one nothing game, I, and especially now because I don't get to see him very often. Exactly, and I, I think adding Tatis. I like Sunday's game as a as a watcher oh. of baseball. Wade Miley carving up this lineup. I mean that I'm, I don't don't get me wrong. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like I got to explain myself to fans. I wasn't relishing it, mm-hmm. but. If you were just watching that as a baseball fan, watching you Darvish and a journeyman lefty going at it in a 1-0 game, I enjoyed it. I texted you. I texted you during the game. I said, this is a fun game. Like, just, yeah. it's A, you don't really see it. You don't see games like that very often anymore. B, for it to come down to bases loaded at the end. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. well, isn't that what you pay your money for as a as a – as a fan, isn't that what you as a reporter want to see is just as much conflict and drama as, as you can find? Um, yes, it's good stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, the, obviously, this is going to be our first real extended chance to see Tatis in right field. Um, it was a little bit of an adventure the last time he did it in a regular season game. Kevin, you watched him a ton in spring training. Uh, where is he defensively right now, do you think? Completely different guy. Um, okay going through a lot. I mean, remember the kind of the turmoil of 2021. Remember the injuries he was playing with. Uh, look, there's a huge difference between, say, a 22-year-old and a, and a 24-year-old sometimes, right? Especially mm-hmm. one who has been forced to face some things and, and kind of uh, forced to mature. Um, I, I think that we tend to forget that. Um, I mean, by 24, I was still only 16. So I think that we tend to forget that, that these guys are young. Um, plus, he's played it more. And mm-hmm. so... There are some things out there you'll be like, well, that was an interesting route. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's the best athlete in baseball, if not, mm-hmm. you know, definitely one of the best five athletes in baseball. He's going to get to a lot of balls just because he's Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and then he's going to make some spectacular plays. 
and I and the the idea of his arm because I don't yes. know if teams are going to test him. Maybe they'll test him a couple times. Who knows? But I I'm, I'm very excited to see it. I, this is a, a his engagement level out there is night and day. Twenty one and now. Um, I mean, so. he's been talking about using his arm as yep. a deterrent, right? Yeah, I mean, that, watching between pitches, everything. Yep. He is now a he is now an outfielder. Uh, right. Could he someday again be a shortstop? Sure. But right now, this mm-hmm. is Fernando Tatis Jr., an outfielder, and, and that's how Fernando Tatis Jr. sees it, and that's very important. Sure, and, and with Tatis in right field and Grisham most days in center, even a Zocar maybe some days for Grisham, that's a pretty good defense. I mean, that's a pretty good defensive outfield, I at least love, those two guys. I mean, Trent Grisham, he says it's not anything different. And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, look, I know you won two gold gloves, but like, it's amazing how well. He's playing this year uh, yeah. in, in center field. I mean, more than once watching on TV, and you're there in person, you get to see it, you know, but more than once watching on TV, a bat goes off the ball and I go, well, that's a hit. And Grisham's not only catching it, but catching it easily. Right. Um, his anticipation seems to be great. It looks like he's getting great jumps. Right. And, and when just, you do, when you see it live, it's even more, as you know, yeah. because like uh, a little bit better of the perception. And mm-hmm. look, it's it's he's got it all, though. It's the recognition, mm-hmm. the fact that he works on that, and then he's got the speed. He's a heck of an athlete. It really it, – it, it's fantastic what he does out there. You look at well, these catch probabilities, and that's why I, I, defensive metrics kind of surprise me and uh, mm-hmm. thus bug me sometimes. Uh, he, outfielders don't get credit sometimes for the plays they make. It shouldn't be right. like you, – you don't know where a guy's playing. And the amount of times that maybe uh, – Grisham is shaded right, and he makes a catch over in the gap in left field. He's he's it's just it's remarkable, and it's such to me. I, I was thinking about this the other day. He is such a good fit for the Padres and the Padres for him because yes, do people want to see him hit better than two twenty? Of course, he's not being counted on to be a yes a superstar, right? I mean, he can be their sixth best hitter, and not that's and that's hitter. and that's about right, no. right? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think I went off a little bit because um, I know that the gold glove is uh, is a silly, silly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it could be silly in terms of who wins it and all that. Like, well, first off, that Juan Soto was a finalist last year, but then that you know Manny Machado will never win it because Nolan Arenado will, right? And that has been going on forever. But Trent Grisham's gold gloves are real. There are some guys where it's like right. that is fantastic. I'm not saying there aren't other good other other good center fielders mm-hmm. in the National League, but I I love that I get to watch this guy make those plays every day. And again, if this was six, eight years ago, we'd be talking about Trent Grisham a lot. They'd be selling a lot of Trent Grisham jerseys, right? He would have an extension. He would have an extension. He would have a a Will Myers extension. (laughs) Right. It just happens to be that the Padres are now a super team. And Trent Grisham is playing center field for them. Um, You know, again, I think of him and I think of Mike Cameron a lot. Mm. Uh, Mike Cameron was a guy, covered a ton of ground in the outfield, Ran into home runs, was not a high average guy. But I mean, I remember on some of those, let's say, less star studded Padre teams, it, we talked and wrote a lot about Mike Cameron, right? Yeah. It's uh, here, it, it's a different deal. Um, Kevin, let's get into the D backs a little bit. Uh, I will give you credit every time their name comes up. You told me in March that they were going to be good and fun to watch. And through the first month of the season, they've been both. Uh, what's been sort of the secret to their improvement so far this season? Well, the last few days I haven't seen if they're still running like crazy. Um, uh, Cause like I said, uh, mm-hmm. I've been 
uh, Tatis watch and, and trying to figure out, you know, what the Padres were. I'm, I'm auditioning to be their 14th hitting coach in the last three years. <laughs> um, so no, uh, running, uh, they, they have a lineup that can exploit these new rules. They have decent enough pitching. I think they're young and, and they have young, good players who don't know, Hey, maybe we're not supposed to be in first place in the national league West. Uh, and you know, maybe don't know that they won't be in August, but I, 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 and I think that's dangerous, uh, to play them in April, May, June. Uh, there could even the 2019 Padres to some extent were, were like that a little bit, right. With yeah. Tatis and, and they got on some runs there and it was like, this team is not going to the playoffs, but you know, they think they are. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, and they have some dangerous players. I love mm-hmm. Josh Rojas. Uh, and who, who doesn't love Corbin Carroll? Uh, sure. they've got, uh, I forget the other kid, but he can run. And uh, the Padres have gotten a little bit better at that. Mm-hmm. Luis Garcia did allow his fifth stolen base, but you know, what was weird. He was better. So it's yeah. not always like somebody's fault. Somebody just steals a base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throw. If I remember, no, there was a done the stolen base where Austin Nola has been about as good as he can be. He's not great. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's not a good enough, a great arm, but he's been about as good as he can be yesterday. I thought Nick Martinez did enough to get a, a, a caught stealing and Austin's throw was off. So the Padres can be exploited. Uh, on the bases and the diamondbacks can certainly do that. Hey, I did not, I know I got it here somewhere, but uh, I meant to look and see who are the diamondbacks probables. So that's, I'm just, I'm just telling you guys, I told you right from the start, I'm about Tatis. Uh, I'm about fixing Juan Soto swing. I don't know who the diamondbacks probables are. I got you. I got you. I got you. I feel like we should say that and that we should say one of them. This is not the this is not an entirely happy day for the Padres because they no. don't get to face Madison Bumgarner anymore. Not that they were gonna this series, but like and I don't mean to make light of a of a man who's a you know at one time was one of the best pitchers, at one time owned the Padres, and uh his career uh could well be over. I uh, don't mean to make light, but man, the right. Padres had owned him since he joined well, the Diamondbacks. Right. And after he stopped you no know, hitting them all the time. I mean, there was a time where it was, it was like, Oh man, this is not going to be pretty. Right. Yeah. He was DFA this morning, uh, a a day after he threw 88 mile an hour fastballs and Tori Lovello. I mean, he had a, a heartbreaking quote, Kevin. I don't know if you saw this where he said the empathetic side of me wants him to do well and is heartbroken that he's not, but I'm also angry because we need to win games. Yeah. And that's the stage of this diamondbacks rebuild. I think that they've reached, which is, it's no longer okay to run a guy out there who's not actively helping you win. Um, And, you know, that's uh, the Padres have been there. Um, You know, he was, he might've been sort of their Jared Weaver for the last year or two. And all of a sudden they've decided that's not good enough. I've got probables here, Kevin. Yes. Um, Well, I've uh, got that Walker starts tonight. Yeah. It's Walker Nelson, Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson, um, who's had himself uh, some some nice games against the Padres, but I think they figured out how to hit him. So, but that's a good, that's good young pitcher. Yeah, 3.12 ERA career against the Padres in three starts. Uh, tomorrow, I mean, to me, tomorrow's a, a great pitching matchup. Uh, it's uh, Seth Lugo and Zach Gallen. Uh, for those who don't watch a lot of Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen's really good. I mean, Very I think good. he's their best. He's their best guy. Um, you haven't watched Zach Gallen. I mean, you haven't been watching a lot of Padres because Padres. Uh, uh, at least there was a couple years. It seemed like every time they faced the Diamondbacks, it was Zach Gallen on the mound. Yep, uh, yep. Now, Saturday is a huge day. Another huge day for the Padres. Joe Musgrove, who's he facing? Joe Musgrove is facing Merrill Kelly. Coming another off good matchup. Of, another, I mean, again, and he has a two and a half ERA, uh, is somebody who I think was maybe the surprise of baseball last year. I mean, just a really good 
right-handed pitcher, um, veteran of the, I believe the Korean league before he came back, uh, Phoenix guy, ASU guy, uh, starting on, uh, on for Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. And then Sunday on Sunday against Dre. Okay. Okay. He, I mean, how's this for a fact? Uh, he allowed a run while getting a two inning save against the Padres three weeks ago. And now he's a starting pitcher. Dre Jameson was also the pitcher, if I'm not mistaken, the night before the night of the Bob Melvin uh, angry address post game because he had made the Padres look silly, uh, and uh, that was it. Uh, Bob Melvin was fed up. So uh, was that was the next morning the burn the boats thing too? Yes, it was. That's burn that's a big. Kevin, there, there should be a 30 for 30 on that uh, 24 hours in Padre history right there. Yes. No one still knows for sure who did it, but it was Jake Cronenworth. It was Jake Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth, he would know his history, right? I don't the mean guys to say two, there's two things about this. First <laughs> off, I know it was Jake. The second off, there couldn't have been anybody else on the Padres. And I'm not – look, I had to look up the reference to make sure that I knew, you know, where it right. came from, what it was. Hernando Cortez, right? Yeah. But – Jake Cronenworth is the kind of guy who would know that right away. And I can't think of who else would. <laughs> that That is that is a very good point. Um, I cop to knowing that, Kevin, because when I was a freshman in college, the school I went to, the University of Arizona, went 12-1, and and went to the Holiday Bowl where they beat Nebraska, and Dick Tomey, their football coach forever. That year, that was their slogan. So everybody wore T-shirts that said, burn the boats on the back. So Love it. Yes, so I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, that is how I know that. It's not that I'm a smart guy uh, whatsoever. Kevin, we're coming up uh, on it here. Uh, anything else we want? I mean, I feel like we veered away from Tatis talk, but I kind of want to get back into Tatis talk here just for a little bit. Okay. You know, what do you anticipate seeing from him uh, th- this week? Uh, from him, you know him as well as any media member can. I think. Um, how relieved and happy do you think he will be to just be playing again? I think that's, I mean, look, he, he says it all the time, kind of that, uh, you know, he grew up in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Other people say about him, he was born to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that as much as anybody, and especially at this time, that this is a, yes, relieved is a, is a big word, but he just, like, this is where he's at his best, right? Like he's, and, and he does shine. And you ask me what I expect. Like, I think most people I'd be like, and this may happen. He could go over the series, okay? Sure. But like most people, you'd be really looking to temper it. But Tatis doesn't do things that way. He's one of those special guys who does special things, right? Right. Um, Manny Machado is a special guy. And you know what? Sometimes Manny goes on a, a situation like he's going through right now, right? Right, right. Um, Tatis's are, are, are less frequent. They have been. Now that said – Tatis has a fraction of the number of games of Manny Machado. I think right. we always need to keep that in perspective too. The guy's played like 273 games. Um, you you could be a veteran and say, mm-hmm. what has this kid really done? I respect mm-hmm. him. He's good, but he's got a long way to go. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I'm saying that one of the things I'm looking forward to is maybe Fernando Tatis Jr. staying on the field so that yeah. we, you know, we can see him. What he did in 2021 was unbelievable. 42 home runs, 25 stolen bases. I mean, that doesn't happen. And he missed 30 games with injury, and he played injured. That's amazing. But he still missed 30 games, COVID and injury, um, and played injured. I'm looking forward to a 
150 starts in the field, you know, 157 games, fully healthy Tatis for five years in a row. Man, wow. That is what gets like the I I like I honestly like I have goosebumps again mm-hmm. to, to explain to, to people who maybe don't listen all the time. I don't I'm not a fan of the Padres because I cover the Padres. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want right. me being a fan of the Padres, but I'm a fan of good baseball. And and that's what I, I like to watch, right? Like I mm-hmm. used to make a joke like I like watching bad baseball because I've been off the baseball beat for 20 years and right. I was back and, and and it was like, oh, this is great. Well, you know what? By August, bad baseball sucks. It's like pulling my hair out, it's right? Groundhog day. Yeah. But, yeah. So like this, I am so excited to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. play. Absolutely. That I'm gonna leave the last word here to Peter Seidler. It's you had a, a, a great story about him in today's paper. You talked to him about Tatis's return. And I thought the the last thing he said to you here, the last thing in your story, he said, quote, I've seen the under the radar quiet work Tatis has done to get himself prepared for the next step. He's ready to apply all his skills and ability, bring joy to the game, all the things he's done for San Diego since he first arrived. I think he got a punch to the jaw, so to speak. He wants to show himself as much as anything and as much as perhaps others that he's Fernando Tatis and was born to play baseball, loves performing, is going to come back stronger. Pretty big expectations from the owner there. Yes, and also a very good summation of Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, Peter Seidler loves the romantic aspect of baseball. Peter Seidler loves people. Uh, No one is rooting for Fernando Tatis Jr. more than Peter Seidler. Uh, And not just because, hey, that makes, you know, his team better. He... Peter Seidler loves people. He's, uh, yeah, this is a big day for Peter as well. Absolutely. Awesome, Kevin. Well, hey, I know we've both got to get to the ballpark here. Um, So I am excited to see you here in a couple of hours. And uh, me too, Ryan. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've been talking for days. It's not Tatismas or Tatister. It's uh, (laughs) Finleister. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I'll have to come up with something for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, We'll leave it at that. Excellent. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Hot Lava Podcast for Kevin Aceton. I'm Ryan Finley. We'll see you next time.